Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to be answering your fantasy genius questions and we're going to take a sneak peek into Michael Fabiano's email inbox. Hey now, what's up everybody? You know, Molly, Ben Roethlisberger has been the bane of my existence for the last two weeks now. So are you starting him or sitting him? You're going to have to stick around to find out. Mm, that's a tease. And we're talking about wide receivers that have some question marks. Uh, Elliot, how do you feel about Martavis Bryant? I like him better than Sanu. <laughs> Moreover... NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. I'm James Coe, joined alongside by Michael Fabiano, the Hall of Famer, and NFL analyst, the handsome one, Elliot. The guy Harrison. who knows more about football around here than anybody. It might be true. He's got a Hi. near photographic memory that does this man that looks like Jordan I like Cameron. your tie. Hey, thanks, pal. Sweet. <laughs> Polka dots are in. All right, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy, for the latest fantasy news and updates. All right, let's start in Tampa Bay, though, shall we? The Tampa Bay Bucks have lost four straight. Quarterback Mike Glennon joined his weekly radio show in Tampa about who will be under center for the Bucks this week. I met with uh, Marcus and Marcus Arroyo and, and Lovey this morning, and, and they decided that it will be best for, for Josh to go ahead this week and get the start. Um, you know, for me, things aren't going to change in the way I prepare. Was in here all day watching film. Um, we'll be in here bright and early, taking care of my business as usual. All right, so he's saying all the right things is Mike Glennon, but i got to ask you a question. Why bench Mike Glennon at this point? The team's going nowhere. Uh, Mike Glennon's actually played all right. He's the younger guy. Why not stick with him and see what they got? Because Lovey Smith brought in Josh McCown to be his quarterback. He likes to play veterans over younger players, and I think he's kind of trying to save face here. Hmm. I, I understand that point. Let me also put this out there. Mike Glennon is a sophomore QB. There's been no step forward in his game. His numbers are almost exactly where they were last year. In fact, they're slightly down. You saw in the video there that he had that flutter ball in the red zone. You can't have that. And this Bucks offense has been middling at best. I mean, they lost in overtime two weeks ago against Minnesota. They couldn't do anything offensively. At least McCown has done it before, and the head coach has seen him 
do it before last year in Chicago. It may be a situation where Lovey's trying to build a culture of winning, and if he feels like Josh McCown is that winning quarterback, uh, he will go with him. But speaking of Josh McCown, what are your expectations for him, and how does he impact the fantasy value of those guys in Tampa? Well, number one, I've always said that I thought he was a product of Mark Trestman's offense, so Mm -hmm. I expect nothing from him from a fantasy perspective. In terms of the wide receivers, I don't see there being a huge drop-off. It's not like Glennon was lighting the world on fire. I I agree with that. I'm just wondering if Vincent Jackson might get a little bit more involved with McCown. Let's not forget that McCown got hurt against Atlanta, and that's really what kind of started this all about a month ago. All right. We move on. We stick with another change at quarterback. Ryan Mallett has been named the starting quarterback in H-Town. It seemed just a matter of time before Mallett replaced Ryan Fitzpatrick. And now owners of Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins might be getting a little bit excited here. Houston is off this week but faced the Browns in week 11. I I don't know about them getting too excited because, to me, you could talk about J.J. Watt all day. But the guy that's the MVP of this football team is Arian Foster. That's the guy that makes it go. I don't see them changing that a lot. I think Ryan Mallett is to get the ball down the field. Now, maybe that will help out. But this is a guy that hasn't really played, guys. I mean, I get it. They're giving him time to to, to learn the offense and play against Cleveland, a good matchup in theory. But we're still talking about a young player. It's not like Ryan Fitzpatrick has been horrible. He just hasn't been able to get the ball down the field vertically. I think this has more value in dynasty leagues, to be quite honest with you. I agree with that. I don't think Mallett's going to be a guy you're going to pick up off the waiver wire in a standard league. But if I'm Andre Johnson... I'm excited because yes. I haven't gotten anything going That's on true. with the Amish <laughs> rifle. So at least maybe there's a glimmer of hope with Mallet under center. I think with Mallet as well, you can open up the playbook, which, if you could stretch the field, should help. Arian Foster as well, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. All right. The last international series game is to be played this Sunday featuring the Dallas Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Cowboys might be, yet again, without their starting quarterback, Tony Romo. These two gentlemen. Not too happy to hear that. Romo did not practice Wednesday, still rehabbing his back from the hit, the hellacious hit he took in Week 8 versus Washington. What's your expectation for Romo? Even if Romo doesn't play, and and I know we both love Romo, but you're definitely a Romo guy, you're not going to sit Des Bryant. You're not going to sit DeMarco Murray. So it doesn't have a major impact on your lineup decisions. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, too. I'd love to see the Cowboys sit him. I hated that the Lions played Calvin Johnson weeks ago when yes. he wasn't healthy and made him a decoy. That's right. Let your guy get healthy. That said, I think Tony, Romo's, Tony Romo plays this week, and I wouldn't read anything into him missing practice on Wednesday. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's send it over to the rest of our crew. Molly Karam, Marcus Grant, take it away. James, thank you. And not only is his tie fantastic, did you see the socks? Absolutely. They're, they're matching as well. Molly Caraman, NFL.com fantasy editor, Marcus Grant here with you. And we're breaking down the Wednesday morning action. By that, we mean waiver wire claims. Let's go to the most added this week. And, of course, people are adding left and right with all the buys. Martavis Bryant, courtesy of Big Ben and his uh, six touchdowns. Shoelace really getting things done at his new position. Jeremy Hill's been lighting it up. Adrian Peterson potentially coming back. Carson Palmer and more. So let's get into it and let's start with Big Ben and his recipient, Martavis Bryant. Yeah, Martavis Bryant's been fantastic and he's a big reason that the passing game has been so fantastic for the Steelers the last few weeks. A guy who the Steelers waited a while to really take the reps off this kid, but since then he's been outstanding Five career or five receiving touchdowns you see in his first three career games. He's getting down the field. Maybe not a ton of targets and not a ton of catches, but he seems to be making them count. And that's really what you want, especially out of a guy who essentially is the third receiver on his club. At this point, it's hard to talk about not having him in your lineup every week. 
Now, the former Michigan quarterback, Denard Robinson, continues to carry the load in that Jacksonville uh, backfield there. They're across the pond facing the Cowboys. Will he continue to put up numbers? You know, I, at this point, I'm not going to go against Denard Robinson. He's had some tough matchups, some, some games on paper you thought maybe he wouldn't play well in. But he has looked like a legit running back. And this is a guy who, when was drafted, he was the OW, the offensive weapon. And he has taken this job, and he has run with it in a season we thought Toby Gerhardt would be the guy. I see what he, you did there. You like that? Yeah. He, absolutely. he absolutely looks fantastic getting the football. So right now, with so many guys on by and running backs being in short supply, I like Denard. Let's talk Carson Palmer because this one's tough for me. Is he being added just due to the buys, or is he really a QB1 down the stretch? I don't know that he's a QB1 down the stretch just because his schedule doesn't really line up particularly well. He still okay. has five games against NFC West opponents, but he's played really well this season. Part of it is that he's spreading the ball around to guys like John Brown. Larry Fitzgerald has had a bit of a resurgence the last couple of weeks. Michael Floyd is still mm -hmm. in there as well. So, Right now, with a lot of teams off this week, Palmer is certainly a legit option. But I think going after this week, maybe he's a guy you keep on your bench and use in a reserve role. All right, Marcus, there's been a lot of question marks with this Tampa Bay running game. But is Bobby Rainey worth an ad at this point? They're always a part of this segment. They're always a part of this segment. He's certainly worth an ad this week. Rainey has by far been the best running back in the Bucks' offense. And you heard Elliott talk about how they've been middling so far this year. And that is absolutely true. But Rainey has been one of the more reliable parts of it. And this week, against the Atlanta Falcons, the matchup is as good as you could hope for. All right, let's move on to the most dropped this week. And I think we should start calling this who's hot, who's not. Pretty much. <laughs> right? right? It, it keeps changing. It's a revolving door. But let's start in San Diego. Brandon Oliver was hot for a minute, made the most of the opportunity in that backfield. A few rough games. Potentially Ryan Matthews returning after the bye. What do you do? Do you cut bait with uh, with? If you've got space on your roster that you can Brandon hold on Oliver. to Brandon Oliver, I think you do that because even when Ryan Matthews comes back, the word is Oliver's going to slide into that Danny Woodhead role. He's going to be the third down back. He's going to be a pass catcher. We've seen that he can still run effectively. I mean, you, show, you see these shots against the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense has been on fire lately, and they're shutting down a whole lot of people, not just Brandon Oliver. So I get it. If you are short-staffed with the bind, you got to let him go. I understand that. But if you can hold on to Brandon Oliver, I think he still has some value going forward. Can I say my favorite stat ever one last time? Absolutely. The Chargers haven't won in Miami since 81 before 81. I was born. Kellen yeah. Winslow. Mm -hmm. All right. Wes Welker just doesn't seem to be getting back to his old type of production. I have him on my bench. Emmanuel Sanders starting. Should it stay that way? Absolutely. Yes. Wes Craziness. Welker, Wes Welker has kind of been become expendable now with Emmanuel Sanders being so much a part of the offense. Sanders had 16 targets last week in that loss to the New England Patriots. And Welker has kind of been an afterthought. So at this point, he belongs on your bench. And again, if you're short-staffed, Maybe he goes on the waiver wire. Marcus, this isn't about me, but it kind of is. So I also have <laughs> Bente in two leagues. who's put up dismal numbers the past couple weeks, and I lost to uh, Elliot Harrison because of it. Is it time to say adios? See, si, Senorita. It is time okay. to say adios to Bente. He's getting pushed down the depth chart. One, we don't really know how the Browns are running their running back rotation, but it looks like Terrence West is the guy. I think we'll still see some Isaiah Crowell, and you just – don't know what's going on with Ben Tate. So uh, at this point, at least on your bench, and again, if, if you need to move somebody, you can put them on the wire. All right, lastly, the tight end, Zach Ertz, down there in the city of brotherly love. Are there just better options at this point at the tight end position? There are, and it's disappointing because we expected so much from Zach Ertz coming into the season, and it hasn't really happened. I mean, maybe something gets going with Mark Sanchez, but I want to see that first before I start counting on it. So many other options in that passing game. Darren Sproles is back. We know about Macklin 
and Jordan Matthews. There's just so many choices there that Zach Ertz has become, you know, kind of a fourth or fifth option in the passing game. So you're game. saying we're sending the bar a little too high. I think we did. Yeah, but yeah. you, you always deliver, my friend. I appreciate that. Are you going to stick around? Absolutely. Okay, good. Be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Marcus and I will be here with you late to keep you up to speed on the latest injury news and updates for your roster. Tune in 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. And you know what it is, people. Hump it's day. Hump Day. Almost time to set your lineup. Luckily, I have way too much fun with that. Our guru, Michael Fabiano, is here to help break down which wideouts will be hot or not in Week 10. Starting Mercedes, that's coming up. And will Mark Sanchez succeed? Will Josh Gordon be the same? Our experts don't always agree with one another. So in the spirit of midterm elections, it's time to have a good old-fashioned debate session. And the best part? I'm judging. The 2015 Pro Bowl balloting is now open. It's fantasy football for real. Vote now for the best players at every position, regardless of conference, either online or on your mobile device at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl ballot. We're going to bang the tables a little bit here on NFL Fantasy Live with our Fantasy Debate Club. This is how it's going to work, guys. I'll give you a topic, and I'll pick the winner, and the loser will be replaced on set. Sound good? So you're the wow. judge, jury, and executioner here. Right? Thing, how things should be. She's way, she's way too excited about this. Yeah. Mm, I am. All right, <laughs> so let's get started with Josh Gordon. Will he have the same kind of year as he did in 2013? I don't see any reason to think that Josh Gordon is going to see a decline in fantasy production. This is a guy who was the number one wide receiver in fantasy last year. And who do the Browns really have in their passing game right now? Jordan Cameron can't stay healthy, and let's be honest, he has been awful this year. And Andrew Hawkins is inconsistent. When he comes back, mm. Gordon is instantly going to become the really? number one target for Brian Hoyer or Johnny Manziel, whoever the quarterback is. But I think a lot of that, a lot of the reasons you cited are the reasons he's going to struggle this year, because who else do the Browns have to throw it to? Gordon's going to come back and see a lot of double coverage. He You'll saw see a lot of attention. Year. He saw double coverage last year. I don't think he's, I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll be great. I think he's a guy that you're going to wish you kind of left that roster spot open for after a while. Do you think he's going to be ready to go after all this time off? Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? I don't know. I'm not buying it. Bye. You're a Giants fan. That's why she did that. That has nothing to do with the Giants. You didn't sell me. And I was actually leaning towards Josh Gordon. So you lost two ways. All right. Welcome, James. What's up? Let's do it. Hopefully you're an upgrade and replacement. Next topic is Mark Sanchez, a viable fantasy option now that Nick Foles is out of the picture for a few weeks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's never thrown for over 56% of his passes uh, in terms of completion percentage. 4-4 to Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, okay, that's fine. We're talking about one week. Let's talk about a season. Also, I got two words that's going to win this entire debate. <laughs> I know where you're going. Fumble. I knew it. I knew it. Come on. How I can you, you can't beat that? Come on. Look at, look at Chip Kelly's offense. If there's anything close to a plug-and-play offense in the National Football League, it's what Chip Kelly is doing in Philadelphia. And I will tell you this. Jeremy Macklin and Jordan Matthews and LaShawn McCoy are a huge upgrade over all the curtain jerkers that they had in New York <laughs> when Mark Sanchez was there. I may have to bow this down just it. because you use curtain jerkers. Absolutely. That's pretty good. Sorry, James. Love you, but you're out. Oh, come on. He's also available in 0.3%. Oh, this guy's so back. You're, you're back. You're back for more, huh? I Come thought I was going to get Elliot. Back All right. Warner. Last topic. After two huge fantasy weeks, will Ben Roethlisberger of end course. up finishing in the top five fantasy quarterbacks of 2014? No, he's not going to because the streak <laughs> is going to end. Maybe, maybe he's going to have a good game this week against the Jets, but overall, he's not doing this all season long, and he only snuck into Why the not? top five after t- 
Six touchdowns in a row? Why not? It's not going to happen again. It's <laughs> not going to happen again. La- week and if last. you look at his numbers before the last two games, he had scored 20-plus fantasy points one time. That's it. The one thing I agree with is he's not going to throw six touchdown passes. But you look at the guys who are behind him or who are around him, their schedules look, get a little bit tougher the rest of the way. The addition of Martavis Bryant has been so huge mm-hmm. for this offense because now who do you cover? Antonio Brown, Marcus Wheaton, Keith Miller, Martavis Bryant. There are so many options. I forgot Le'Veon Bell. So many options in that passing game. Ben Roethlisberger may be the surprise so of the wait, fantasy season. So wait, he's Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Drew Peyton Brees, Manning, Drew Brees no has way. struggled on the road. One interception in his last seven. Not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. Maybe top, top ten, ten top five. In the NFL. I think he sneaks no. in. Mm, you win. Oh, oh, come on. Almost got you. She just didn't want me to get the sweep. That's I feel like it was a pity. She didn't want me decision. to get the sweep. It wasn't a pity. Good stuff. Love it. That was fun. Thanks, guys. Can't get enough fantasy debate? I can't. Well, make sure to check out NFL Now for more exclusive fantasy videos, including an extra edition of the Fantasy Debate Club. We know that some big fantasy players are on a bye for Week 10. Which running backs can you expect to give you top fantasy production, top RB starts for Week 10? That is coming up. And you know the season is prime grind time when we're talking about Mark Sanchez as a sleeper. Yeah, Adam Rank went there. Find out all the sleepers when we Hello, everybody. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live with six teams on a bye yet again. Fantasy owners might be without some of their big producing running backs. So let's get to the top running backs for week 10, according to our experts here at NFL.com. And you take a look at the top 10, Matt Forte, Marshawn Lynch, DeMarco Murray, no surprise. LaShawn McCoy still hanging around near the top despite underperforming for, for pretty much the entire season. Mark Ingram down there rounding out your top 10. All right, now how about your 11 through 20 ranked running backs? Justin Forsett, just outside of the top 10. And then you look at the rest of the list, it's kind of a, well, you know, guys that were handcuffs, really. Do I see uh, Bobby Rainey on that list? Bobby Rainey's yeah. on that list. Denard Robinson's on that list. Andre Williams, Ben Tate rounding out your top 20. But, uh, Fabs, t- talk to us about Ronnie Hillman. He's been extremely uh, productive the two weeks that he's been in there. One of the best waiver wire pickups in fantasy football this season, guys. He has 11-plus fantasy points in four straight games. And Monte Ball, even when you're healthy, I don't think you're getting this job back. And Hillman is a must-start this week against the Oakland Raiders. They've allowed the second-most fantasy points to running backs this season at a clip of about 24 points per game. And with Peyton Manning back there, you never see a stacked front as a running back in Denver. Hillman is a must-start. How about for you, Elliot? I like how he addressed Monte Ball there. That's uh, <laughs> go go at him directly. Sorry, Monte. Can I talk about another AFC running back? Is Absolutely. that fair? Okay. Well, I'd like to talk about Jeremy Hill, if that's okay with you guys. Jeremy Hill had a great week. Stud. Uh, uh, yeah. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I watched their games in the preseason. He just looks like a better classic running back than Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard may be a better athlete. Maybe more of a jitterbug. Maybe better out of the backfield. But if you're just talking about line him up and run right at you. This guy is patient, he's explosive, and he can run powerful. In 154 yards last week, he had the 60-yard home run, which was all vision and patience and a nice move at the end. Uh, I am a big fan of Jeremy Hill, and I like this matchup, Fabs, against Cleveland. I like it. I I got to say, I was surprised uh, that he had that kind of wiggle 
uh, to his game to break off a 60-yard touchdown run. I didn't know he had that in him, Jeremy Hill. Yeah, he put a nice move on the safety at the end of it, too. J Justin Forsett, my boy out of camp. Fans. One of the more underrated running backs in fantasy football. He doesn't put up huge numbers. No. He's not going to give you 30 points in a game, maybe not even 20. But he has scored double-digit fantasy points in five of his last six games. And the Titans have been awful against the run, especially recently. So Forsett is a very good play. In fact, if you are desperate for a running back, Lorenzo Talaferro, you could play him too. The Titans are that bad against the run. Hey, there you go. Talk to me about Eddie Lacy. We, he was on high alert early in the season, but yep. he's come around. Yeah, he has. I would say he was the consensus fifth overall pick in fantasy. You can make about. your argument, him or Marshawn Lynch, but he was right around there. He was hit or miss for you. A lot of people are saying, dude, I just cannot play this guy anymore. But against Chicago, I think he's a great play. He's got three career touchdowns against him in three games. The Bears' run defense has not been good. And really important is that the Bears aren't getting anybody at the line of scrimmage. They're always getting past the line and getting to the second level. I think the Packers are actually going to reduce Aaron Rodgers' pass attempts in this game and run Eddie Lacy 20 times. Mm, interesting. Ooh. How about Mark Ingram, though? This guy's been a this guy's been a fine this season. He has been so productive over the last few weeks, and this is a bad matchup, guys. The Niners have given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs, but you know what? I simply don't care. Okay. Mark Ingram has been so good. Yes. You have to play him. He is basically a matchup-based starter getting into the season right now. You start are you rebelling against trends of the matchup? I am. Are you I am okay? going against the numbers here. <laughs> it's not like you. I'm saying that you have to start Mark Ingram. He's been so good. Yeah, maybe a little. Everything bit. good? I'm all right. Good Fever, stuff, maybe 99.7. Yeah. Yeah. A little high. You know, I will tell you this. You know, it's interesting when we saw that top 10 board. LaShawn McCoy still hanging around the top yep. five. Mark Ingram, though, below LaShawn. I, I, and I would say, just having watched both of those guys run, you got to feel more confident about Mark Ingram. Eagles line, though, healthier. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to be better, bud. All right, there you go. So, what would a fantasy show be without sleepers, though? We're going to send it over to Adam Rank with his 11 sleepers for Week 10. Thanks, guys. Every week, I give you 11 sleepers who can help you win your matchup. Right now, I'm going to hit you with three guys right now because, well, I'm awesome and you guys are loyal and you deserve it. So let's start at the quarterback position and Mark Sanchez. Make your jokes now. Get it out of your system. Yep, he ate a hot dog on the sideline. Butt fumble. Laugh it up. But for those of us who want to get serious, Sanchez has a great opportunity here with the Eagles. Sanchez clearly outplayed Nick Foles in the preseason. Had that been a true competition, Sanchez would have won going away. So I have to believe that Chip Kelly isn't too disappointed to roll with Sanchez. There was a reason why he brought him in. They have a Pac-12 history, and I'm of the mind Sanchez will hold on to this gig for the rest of the year. Let's move on to the running back position, and let me put it this way. There's water in the basement, and the pilot light is out. Ocean's 12, nobody. All right. Well, thankfully, we have Bobby Rainey. I get it. The fantasy world is frothing for Chuck Sims. And look, I like Sims as much as anybody at West Virginia. But here's the news. Sims hasn't played a down in the NFL. And until he does, I'm going to roll with Rainey, who is pretty good against the Browns, until the Bucks decided to ignore him. Now, with six teams on a bye, I don't like the situation, but I like the matchup, and I like the production so far. And finally, let's talk about Terrence West. Really? Did you think that West was going to score a touchdown to become the lead back in Cleveland and I wasn't going to mention it? Well, don't worry. I'll be totally cool about it. He said facetiously, I'm really excited about this turn of events because West had more touches than Ben Tate last week, and now he's got a real great matchup against the Bengals on Thursday night. I can't wait 
to put him in my starting lineup. And look, I'm probably more invested in him than all of you, but I'm jumping in with both feet. Get West in your lineup this week. Now, be sure to check out NFL.com slash Ranks11 for the rest of the list. And look, we go way back, and I owe you from the thing with the guy and that plays, and I'll never forget it, but I'll see you when I see it. Weird. Adam Rank taking up for Terrence West. Never heard that before. All right, we're a show of the people for the people, and it's almost time to answer some of the toughest questions you, the fans, have asked on Fantasy Genius in our version of the two-minute drill. And we take a sneak peek inside of Michael Fabiano's email inbox. You'll be surprised who's reaching out for him for some fantasy advice. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Your email inbox at work is probably pretty boring unless you're Michael Fabiano. We'll get a sneak peek at who's hitting him up for fantasy advice, like who you should be trading Aaron Rodgers for. Star Bobby Rainey, Sid Frank Gore. The fantasy streets are getting rough, but we've got Fabs here to navigate through them with his starts and sits. And can Golden Tate continue his fantasy production with Megatron back in the lineup? We're getting to the wide receivers with the biggest question marks. That's next. Hello again. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam, Marcus Grant, Elliot Harrison at your service. And for those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are about to answer. If you want your question answered on this show, all you have to do is submit them at NFL.com slash genius. We'll take care of that for you because we like to give the people what they want. So let's put two minutes on the clock. It's our version of the two-minute drill, gentlemen, and we rip through as many questions as we can. Are we going to get through all of them today? Yes, yes. I was making we're, copious we're notes when we came on camera. Copious. Good <laughs> yes. word. Use that in a sentence. All right, better start. Cam Newton versus the Eagles or Ben Roethlisberger against the Jets? I'm going Ben Roethlisberger, not because I think he's going to throw six touchdowns. I just I can't trust Cam Newton's rocket balls yeah. in the red zone. Yeah, man, Big Ben's hotter than fish grease, and he's playing the Jets this week. Oh, yeah, he's breaking records. Better flex. Ben Tate versus the Bengals or Kelvin Benjamin versus the Eagles? I'm going Kelvin Benjamin. Ben Tate is getting pushed down that depth chart right now. I agree. Benjamin's the number one target. I never know if Ben Tate's going to get five carries or 25 carries. Have no clue. All I know is he burned me the last two weeks. Who is the highest scoring player for week 10? Bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy against the uh, Carolina Panthers. I'm trying to decide between DeMarco Murray and Joe Flacco. I have a feeling the Ravens are going to get hacked off at home and just explode 38 to 13. All right, better start Golden Tate versus the Dolphins or Sammy Watkins versus the Chiefs. Megatron returning. I know, and I'm still sticking with Golden Tate. Okay. I, I think the Lions will be able to make some plays. Golden Tate has been consistent all year. Whether Calvin Johnson was there or not, I still think that he is an important factor. I think the Golden Tate will be good. I think Sammy Watkins will be a little bit better this year. Yeah. All right, oh. split decision. Better <laughs> add Denard Robinson or Martavis Bryant. Denard Robinson. You can't tie a shoelace up, man. You got to go with you got to go with Robinson. All right, we're going with Michigan. I knew I liked you. Better start <laughs> Muhammad Sanu versus the Browns or Odell Beckham versus the Seahawks. You know, I think Seattle's going to start playing better ball. I know Odell Beckham had the big game. But I'm actually going to take Martavis Bryant in this against that Jet secondary. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, Clemson say Odell. receivers. Uh, you know what? I'm I gonna, mean, I, I said Bryant. I'm sorry, Sanu. I, I'm going to take Odell Beckham. I think he gets some garbage time points, kind of like he did last oh, week. I think it, he did. Garbage points still don't count. Don't give him that look. Don't Giants talk to me hammered. about the Giants in that game, okay? I don't. I'm not counting on any. I do of that. like Martavis Bryant better start too, though. Justin Force. <laughs> yeah, me too. Versus the Titans or Ronnie Hillman versus the Raiders. I'm going Ronnie Hillman. He's been good against. Tough defenses. Now he's going against one that's a lot more uh, 
flexible. I'm just that. worried, Marcus, this game's going to be 30 to 10. They're going to pull Ronnie Hillman at, out. It's going to be Jawan Thompson all day. Exactly. <laughs> and I trust Justin Forsett to be in the whole game, thus have more opportunity. There you go. Who will be the biggest disappointment of the week? Can we get that in fast? Sammy Watkins. Matt Stafford. Really? Ooh, I like that. Yes. I like That's that. That's an interesting one. It's okay, I'll pay attention defense. to those gentlemen and let's uh, circle back next week and see how those Did I mention out. Martavis Bryant? <laughs> you did. Did I mention he went to Clemson? No. And we love ACC receivers? Yeah, there oh, you okay, go. Okay, good. All right, great work as always, gentlemen. Let's send things over to James and Fabs and they're going to continue with the feedback conversation. Guys. All right, thanks, Molly. Time to have a little fun on NFL Fantasy Live. Fabs, I'm sure you get tons of emails and tweets every day asking for fantasy advice, but it's time to give the viewers at home a little glimpse behind the curtain. Let's take a look at your fantasy inbox. Okay. And, and the first email we're going to take a look at is, of course, the most important one. Mom. Mom. Gotta love mom. Here, we take, we're going to take a look here. Hi, my son. You looked great on the show yesterday. You look great again today, Fabs. Thank I'm you. I'm worried that you're not eating enough, though. I'm playing your sister this week and need your awesome fantasy advice. My running backs are all hurt. Uh, frowny face. Which running back <laughs> should I try to trade for? Love, mom. Miss you. Well, my mother, Rosemary, yes. and my sister Denise actually play in fantasy football leagues. Yes, I raised my sister well and my there mother. You go. She just got involved. But, Mom, I've got one for you that you don't even have to trade for. How about Bobby Rainey? This is a player who right now is available in a lot of leagues on NFL.com. And he's got a great matchup against the Atlanta Falcons this week. They have allowed more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in the National Football League. And honestly, James, I think Doug Martin's fallen to third on that depth chart. Charles Sims moving up. And while Sims might be the long-term play, Rainey's a very good play in Week 10. If Rainey is not available, Mom, then pick up Trey Mason. He led the St. Louis Rams in backfield touches last week. Now, he's not Marshall Falk. He's not Steven Jackson. But Uh, he's got a lot of talent. And if we're talking about volume, you've got to hope that Mason becomes more of the featured back there over Benny Cunningham and Zach Stacey. I don't like the matchup this week, but with six teams on a bye, Trey Mason is a viable flex starter. All right, the next email is from Jordan Cameron, our Elliot Harrison look like. We're not even sure it's not from him, as a matter of fact. But you know, he won't leave me alone. He keeps emailing me. There you go. But we're going to save that one for next week. Jordan, my man, rest up, get healthy. We're looking forward to getting you back on the field. All right, Fabs, I know you love to get this next email, though. Respect. Respect. Derek Jeter. Fabs. Let's take a look. Big fan, A-Rod, keeps nagging me to trade him Aaron Rodgers because he has the same nickname. I keep telling him not to go after a better A-Rod. Zinger. If I do trade him, what should I try to get? I already have Eli on my bench. Thanks. Well, two. First off, two. And then you know exactly who it's from. Right. Aaron Rodgers, unlike Alex Rodriguez, is actually elite right now in his sport. And Aaron Rodgers deserves to be traded for an elite player. So... This is a guy who has scored 24-plus fantasy points in each of his last five games. And he had a slow start to the season, but lately he has been unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's why when you trade an elite player like Aaron Rodgers, you have to get an elite player in return. Uh, If you're talking about elite players to get back, who, who would you target in a trade if you had Aaron Rodgers? Say if you need a wide receiver, Derek, uh, I would say Jordy Nelson. Uh, I I would say Demarius Thomas. I'm talking about the elite of the elite. At running back, DeMarco Murray, Arian Foster, Matt Forte. But honestly, you only have Eli Manning as your backup, and I know you want to give love to the New York teams, but 
Eli is a little yeah. inconsistent. I don't know if I trade Aaron <laughs> Rodgers here, Derek. All right, the next email is from a fellow Cowboys fan, Troy Aikman. Let's uh, there you go. Oh, I remember hey, the Fabs. glory days. Uh, you're probably the only guy who loves the Cowboys more than me. Joe Buck won't trade me, Des Bryant, and I really need to make a playoff push. What other receivers should I try to target? By the way, I'm friends with Joe Buck's wife, Michelle Beisner, okay. so I actually might be able to get this trade through. <laughs> Troy, give me a call, all right, man? You got my you got my phone number. There you go. But. Again, this is a case of you want to go after a guy like Des Bryant. You want to go after an elite wide receiver. So other guys out there like Randall Cobb, for example, he's right there. Uh, Julio Jones is a very good trade target right now as well. When you look at what Julio hasn't done lately in his last five games, no touchdowns. And he has scored single-digit fantasy points in three or four games in a row. So right now his value is sagging a little bit. Yes. But I like him this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has been very good against the Bucs in Tampa. And this is the perfect guy to buy low on right now among wide receivers. So, Troy, if you can't get Dez, and I'll talk to Michelle, <laughs> go after Julio Jones. Uh, piggybacking off of the other email, Aaron Rodgers for a, maybe a combination of Dez Bryant and uh, a Carson Palmer, that's not a bad trade. Absolutely. Put two guys in to get an elite guy. I do it all the time. Okay, there you go. Last email, and it's a good one. Uh, one from our very own. Shh. Akbar. Akbar oh, coming in nice. uh, sneaky style here. Uh, he, Fabs, doing horrific in the Experts League. Should have known it was a trap to play with you guys. Don't tell anyone I'm asking, but who should I try to get on the waiver wire? You have to know a deep sleeper. A-G-B. We're going deep here, James, okay. right? So I'm Hit going me. Lorenzo Talaferro because he has got a great matchup this week against the Tennessee Titans, one of the worst run defenses in the National Football League, especially in the last few weeks. And Talaferro is available in a lot of leagues on NFL.com, so go pick him up if you're hurting at running back. And uh, good luck this week, Akbar. You're going to need it. Akbar, 1-8 yeah. right now. It's yeah. been a rough if season. If you said that when he was him. on the show... <laughs> You'd have to run away. He'd be coming after you. All right, listen, with six teams on a bye, you may find yourself with some question marks at the wide receiver position. Luckily, our experts are here to clear the air so you know which ones to plug into your lineups. And it's almost that time. The guru, the man standing next to me, Michael Fabiano, getting ready to unveil his coveted start and sit list for week 10. See who makes the cut when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. I'm James Coe, and it's Wednesday, so that means the fabulous one. Michael Fabiano is here with his weekly start and sit players for Week 10. Make sure to check out all of his starts and sits by going to the website, nfl.com slash start sit. But we will begin with the running back position, Fabs. Talk to me about this kid out of Arizona. I think I'm going to draft all Clemson players next year because <laughs> they're call. putting up so many good, good numbers this year, right? And the first guy I want to talk about is Andre Ellington. Now, if you look at his numbers over the past few weeks, he has been very, very consistent, scoring double-digit points four times in his last five games. The Rams, well, this is a good matchup. They've allowed the fourth most rushing yards this year at a clip of almost 140 rushing yards per game. They've also given up four rushing touchdowns in the last three weeks. So, Andre Ellington is an absolutely fantastic start for your fantasy football team. A player that I'm sitting this week, James, Frank Gore. What has happened to Frank Gore? Is he falling off the cliff like we all predicted? Well, predicted for the last three years. Right. But Gore has no touchdowns and 11.6 fantasy points combined in his last three games. This week, he plays the Saints in New Orleans. They've allowed an average of fewer than 15 fantasy points per game to road running backs. What does that mean? 
They're good against the run in New Orleans. That's why I am benching Frank Gore. Another play that I'm benching, and I say this basically because the matchup is awful, but I know a lot of people have to play Lamar Miller with six teams on a bye. But the Lions have allowed an average of fewer than 15 fantasy points per game to road running backs this season. They're very good against the run, especially on their home field. They've also allowed one rushing touchdown in the last four weeks. That's tied for third fewest in the National Football League. So if Lamar Miller's on your fantasy team and you have backfield depth, you may want to bench him. And if you play him, well, temper your expectations. If I'm understanding you correctly, you're going to start Clemson and sit the University of Miami. Is that right? That is correct. <laughs> there you go. Warren Sapp would not be happy No, with he me. would not. Nor would Michael Irvin. All right, how about start uh, Andre Ellington, you heard, Justin Forsett, Ronnie Hillman, Bobby Rainey as well. He's filled in admirably for an ineffective and injured uh, Doug Martin. How about sitting uh, Reggie Bush, Frank Gore, Lamar Miller, Andre Williams, and as you mentioned, Fabs, a lot of these guys you can't sit. Uh, just due to the fact that there's been so many injuries and, of course, six more teams on a bye this week. This is more of a warning in a lot of cases. Yes. Hey, don't expect big numbers from this guy. All right, how about the wide receiver position? Kelvin Benjamin, man, he's been good. He has been. And, you know, Marcus Grant always says that this is the year of the rookie wide yes. receiver. And he's exactly right. Rookie wide receivers are making a big impact. And I know Benjamin hasn't scored a touchdown in his last two games, but don't worry about it. This is a great matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. They've given up 17 receiving touchdowns. That's tied for the fifth most in the NFL. So despite what Benjamin hasn't done recently, James, you got to start him with confidence on Monday Night Football. Now, this one might get you. I am actually telling people to start Vincent Jackson. He has not been good this season. I know that. And Josh McCown's the quarterback. I know that as well. But listen to this trend against the Atlanta Falcons. 22 catches. 318 yards and four touchdowns in his last three games against Hmm. Atlanta. Atlanta has also allowed the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers in the last four weeks. And when you have six teams on a bye, you have to start a guy like Vincent Jackson. And I like that trend he has against Atlanta. A player that I'm benching this week is Percy Harvin. I'm sorry, Percy. I know you had a good game last week. Sure. Putting up double-digit fantasy points, but that was the first time he had scored more than five fantasy points since week two. Hmm. We're not talking about a consistent wide receiver here, and the Steelers have allowed the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers while playing on the road this year, and I still don't believe in Michael Vick. I don't believe in the Jets' offense. So I say that Percy Harvin is likely a guy you have to play but you don't have to like it. <laughs> okay, very good. Let's take a look at the rest of your start and sit uh, wide receivers here. Larry Fitzgerald to start. A little bit of a surprising start, I think, as well. Julio Jones, you're expecting him to get back on track against that, uh, well, uh, porous Tampa Bay defense. Very porous. Yes. Uh, sitting, Doug Baldwin, Ruben Randall, and Mike Wallace as well. An interesting call there. Mike All right. Wallace has got a tough matchup there, and he hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. Very good point. All right, how about the quarterback position? This is everyone's most interesting position here. How about Ben Roethlisberger? (laughs) Here we go, guys. All right? I know, I said to sit Ben Roethlisberger two weeks in a row. He had bad (laughs) matchups, and he had 12 touchdowns total. All right, leaving leaving egg on my face. This week, I'm telling you to start him. If he throws three interceptions or injures himself, I don't want to hear on Twitter that I am a curse to Ben Roethlisberger, although I might very well be. This is a great matchup. The Jets have allowed 24 touchdown passes this year. That's six more than any other team. They've also allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. So you have to play Ben Roethlisberger. If he has a bad game, 
It's not my fault. That's right. Okay, it's not my fault. <laughs> Another player that I would start this week is Matt Ryan. And he has not been good on the road. I understand this. He has scored 15-plus fantasy points once in four road games. But this is the Buccaneers. Yes. This is the team that gave up five touchdown passes on their home field to Joe Flacco in one half. So if you need a quarterback with six teams off, I say you have confidence in Ryan this week, despite the fact that he is playing on the road. It's a very good matchup. And finally, a quarterback that you're going to bench. Yeah. Jay Cutler. I'm surprised by this one. I know Cutler's been good this year. Absolutely. But listen to this stat. Jay Cutler, in three games at Lambeau Field, has two touchdown passes and 10 interceptions. Whoa! He's also averaged 190 passing yards in those three games. Is that the Packers' right? defense is better at home than it is on the road. So if you are out there and you have another quarterback like, say, Carson Palmer, for example, okay. I would bench Jay Cutler this week. This is not a good matchup. As I mentioned, the numbers... In Green Bay, no bueno. Uh, three, I'm sorry, three touchdowns? Ten? Two touchdown passes oh and ten interceptions gosh. in three games wow. at Lambeau Field. All right, the rest of your start uh, quarterbacks here. Colin Kaepernick, who's got a pretty nice schedule down the stretch as well. Uh, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, who you heard about. Sit, Eli Manning, Alex Smith, I think is a bit of a surprise. And Ryan Tannehill, uh, who's been pretty effective. As a QB, too, this year as well. I like Tannehill as a waiver wire pickup, but the yes. matchup this week Against is not Detroit. good. And again, if Ben Roethlisberger has a bad game, it's not my fault. Don't blame Fabs. (laughs) All right, if you want more exclusive start and sit videos, including what to do with the tight end position, Fabs will be delivering those via NFL Now. That and many more fantasy videos can be found only on NFL Now. Download for free at NFL.com slash now. All right, with only one 100-yard game this season, can Brandon Marshall turn it around? And what's up with Julio Jones lately? So many question marks, and we're going to have so many answers when those wide receiver concerns are answered when we return. Make sure to join NFL Network for Thursday Night Football as the Cincinnati Bengals and Cleveland Browns face off to stay atop of the AFC North. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network and takes you through the game. Football starts here. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live with six teams on a bye this week. Again, you basically have to play all the guys on your roster. But who are some wide receivers you have some big question marks about? And we begin with Golden Tate, who is on pace for 1,600 yards and six touchdowns with Megatron returning. How does that affect his value? That has me concerned because the targets are going to go down. If you look at his numbers when Megatron was active and when Megatron was out, well, there is a big difference. Now, you see... 38 to 40 and you think well that's only two but we're talking about three games as opposed to five games and I think Golden Tate is a great buy low I'm sorry sell high candidate right now because he is not going to continue to produce 116 yards a game when Megatron is back on the field get rid of him now you know I actually I agree with that I think this is a chance for you to move Golden Tate I don't think it's going to be too dramatic my fear though is that Matt Stafford tends to have tunnel vision for Calvin Johnson, but I do think having Megatron out of the lineup for a few weeks has allowed Stafford to build a rapport, build a little bit of confidence in Golden Tate. So, yes, his targets go down, but I don't see them falling off a cliff. Trade him. Do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Solid Arnold Predator reference there. But, hey, talk to me about uh, Triple S, Steve Smith Sr. Well, speaking of Predator, I feel like Steve Smith's been kind of invisible, like camouflage for my fantasy team. <laughs> As of late, he has been, we thought he was a must-start, at least I did early right. in the year. No doubt. Uh, not quite happening, fellas, but you know what? Here's the thing. 
Steve Smith's going to have plenty of opportunity this weekend. With six teams on a bye, mm-hmm. he's an automatic flex play, if not a WR2. I think Tennessee is a wonderful matchup. And let's just go reality here. Baltimore lost a division game to Cincinnati. They're hacked off. They lose really big against Good a division point. opponent, against Pittsburgh. They're more hacked off. And they've got Zach Mettenberger, the yeah. Titans, coming to town, 38-13. Okay. Wow. Boom. Mark it down, huh? Mark it down. All right. I'm totally stealing your line, by the way. The camouflage, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to Mike Evans. Marcus Arroyo said he was going to get his big receivers more involved, and he did just that. Does that continue, Marcus? I think it definitely continues. I mean, this week against Atlanta, it's kind of all bets are off right now. I mean, this game could be back and forth all day long. I don't think it's going to be the shellacking we saw earlier this season when these two teams met. But Mike Evans has really started to step things up as people are paying more attention to Vincent Jackson. You're seeing a lot of single coverage there on Mike Evans. And similar to Kelvin Benjamin, another rookie receiver, he's a big-body guy that they like throwing to near the goal line. So I think you see his targets continue to be consistent. I think you see his catches and his touchdowns continue to be consistent. If you're looking for a wide receiver, too, this week, you could do worse than Mike Evans. Uh, Marcus, we're going to stay with you. Mike Evans, a rookie, but let's talk about a veteran. Brandon Marshall, uh, he used to have the best bromance in all of the game with Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. Has that bromance pretty much fallen off? No, this is the middle of the buddy movie where they have a fight, <laughs> they have a okay. breakup, and everything's right. and they eventually hug it out and everything's going to be good again. And, you know, I, I don't know, you know whether the matchups say you know, if it's good or bad. I just feel like strictly a gut feeling that I think Jay Cutler wants to get Brandon Marshall involved. We've the seen targets have still been there. They've still been there. And we've seen Matt Forte obviously be, be a big part of this offense, and that's key for the Bears. But they also need Brandon Marshall to really get going. And so I think you see them maybe try to force-feed Brandon Marshall a little bit just to get that passing game open because that helps things for Forte and Alshon Jeffrey and everybody else in that offense. The problem is Alshon Jeffrey looks good in those navy and orange tights. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, maybe they had a romance goal before, but I think there's a little cheating Brandon going Marshall's on. also had 100 yards in two of three games at Lambeau Field. Just a little stat to throw. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. He's also now, a TV we, star now. That's true. On our network. That's a very good point. Now, before we get out of here, though, these guys are going to try to make a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. They're going to try an on-air trade in our NFL fantasy. I'm not trying. I'm just hanging out. I'm supposed to talk about Julio Jones. So <laughs> this is be my guest. I, I think Julio Jones. Guess. I think he's going to have a fantastic backstretch of the fantasy season. I think okay. Matt Ryan is going to throw him the ball a lot because they just cannot run. The football well, fans, at all. What are I think you trying to move to get Julio? So now I have Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger, okay? And your quarterback position, you are hurting for certain, my friend. I am. So I, am. I, so I am offering you Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Wallace for Julio Jones. EH is American. <laughs> oh, Hold on for more oh, than a second. Oh, I don't do it. Enough. Oh, wow. History is made. That's it yeah. from us today, but we're back tomorrow. We're Breaking yeah, down the He's Thursday doing the night I'm doing football. The He's doing Battle of Ohio, Cleveland, Cincinnati. We've got all the answers on who you should start. That's deal. tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We'll see you then. It's a good trip. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. 
Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict. Supply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.